Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. So we've taken a break <laughs> from talking forever. Um, come back. Kind of refresh your wine a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think we're ready to dive into the second part of Lizzie. Yes, I have so many questions. Yes. I and I, you guys had to wait a week. I didn't. So. <laughs> you're so you're so lucky. Yes. No. <laughs> and um, talk about like the stay at the Borden house and everything else. The and trial. The trial. The, theories, mm-hmm. the stay. Yeah. All yeah. of it. So let's just like dive into what happened after the Borden murders. Yes. Let's, let's get into it. Um, so Lizzie was arrested in her home just a few weeks after the murder, or just a week after the murder. Um, and this was like a big to do because um, they showed up to arrest her with like a, f- a lot of men and a piece of paper saying that they were arresting her. It was like a huge like show. Ordeal, and there's 2000 people in the streets. And-, and you've got like the Irish police yeah. trying to prove they're like, we gotcha, girl. Yeah. Like done. Um, so because there's like a lot of tension at that time between the Irish and the English in that area, which yeah. I did not realize. In Boston. Yeah. The, yeah. Like all of the East well, Coast. Now no, it no, it's not. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, You're like, yeah, I've seen the departed. Yeah, it's been a thing for a long time, unfortunately. <laughs> So trial of Lizzie Borden, a complete show in and of itself, was just crazy. And her arrest garnered lots of attention, um, especially since a lot of people were suspecting, like, the weight of a hatchet was something that a woman just couldn't wield. Um, if you guys can't see, as you're just like flinging this hatchet back and forth. Okay, I'm I know like, it's like not this a real one. This one is rubber, but I we got to feel like the weight of a hatchet. Lizzie's dress was probably weighed more than a also, hatchet, like the things that they wore back then. I'm thinking, like, if you are like, number one, they may she they may have used that many strokes just to kill because of like, but also like the weight of the hatchet in and of itself. If you're yielding it, that's enough force. Do you know what I mean? To like, yeah, like yeah. it's heavy. It's it's meant to chop things. Mm-hmm. So. Lizzie had big supporters. Okay, the woman's temperance movement. They were like, "That's our girl." Um, we're out here, like we they, are like, gonna... backed her. Oh yeah, they backed her totally, and so did like the suffragettes. Really, they were huge supporters of Lizzie, um, especially since a Victorian woman like Lizzie, she could never have been capable of such a crime. And not only that, like how could a she be judged by a jury of her own peers when women couldn't even vote at that point in time? Yeah, so that's true. you know, it's all men that are going to be. Um, you know, deciding her fate. And, but I would say the Lizzie supporters, they didn't have anything to worry about because Lizzie um, had a jury of 11 Englishmen and one Irishman. Oh. So she was doing well. And these were mostly men of agriculture who couldn't see anyone of Lizzie's stature or size committing such a murder. 
How, how big is she? Not that that matters. She wasn't a big woman. When you, when you have a hatchet, like, <laughs> murder anybody. Like, saying, and especially, but. like, when you think, like, Abby, the people were saying Abby must have known her killer, like, to be facing them. Like, if you're hiding the hatchet, and especially you have those huge dresses, too. Oh, yeah. The so hatchet like, can hide, like, yeah, in a sweatshirt. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um, during the search of the property, a hatchet head which was widely thought to be the murder weapon. It is not confirmed whether that was the murder weapon or not. A lot of people don't know that just because the hatchet is such a prolific. Well, everyone probably had a hatchet. Yeah. It's like a family. It's like a household item. Yeah. So some people believe maybe a butcher knife, some people. And what's interesting, I think John Morse was a butcher, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, that was his failing business. (laughs) Livestock butcher. That makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but they found just the hatchet head in the basement, no handle. The hatchet is still on display. I've seen it at the, um, Fall River Historical Society. And I highly recommend if you are in Fall River, yeah, go there because they also have Abby Borden's, what we would call nowadays hair extensions. It's it's a braid. Yeah. It's so um, gross. The braid. Yeah. Did you see the photo of that? I've seen it. It's so gross. It's like literally. That's hair extensions? Yeah. So it was like a hair, they called it, what did they call it at the time? A hair piece was what they called it. So it was like attached to her head. Oh my gosh. I know. This is, we'll share the actual, like photos we can share, but I'm just going to witness this. (gasps) Yeah, her hair. It's so creepy that it's hair. But it's a hundred years, over a hundred years old at this point. Isn't that amazing that that lasted that long? And then. It is. And then it's like how brittle and gross and I. They also have on a stay, display the bloodstained bed sheets. Like that, that's from the guest room from John Morse's room. Isn't that wild? Um, but yeah, that's I believe Andrew Borden's hair and Abby Borden's actual hair clippings. And then there's the hatchet head. It's a lot of hair in this museum. There's a lot of hair. Um, Why they take Andrew's hair? I, you know, I, don't I mean know. hers is like chopped off like that. Yeah, that makes sense. She like was wearing that at the time. Yeah, like it's a clip. But like they were like, we're just gonna. Snip your hair. Just uh, put it on display in this museum. Um, Forensic. That, that, yeah, that hatchet, though. Isn't that wild? Um, so, yeah, I, I was just amazed that hair could last what 100 years. What a cool years. museum. I want to go to the It museum. was really cool. They had, like, a bunch of stuff in there, too, that was, like, um, not just the Lizzie and Andrew stuff, um, but the forensics. Remember, still in its infancy, like, with the clippings of the hair, all that fun stuff. So, removing, like, moving, repositioning bodies, burning dresses, clipping hair. Oh, it like, gets worse. Forensics a little loosey-goosey back then. It gets worse because after not only the autopsy, but the funeral and burying Abby and Andrew, Abby and Andrew's bodies were dug back up and also beheaded. Wait, why? Well, why? Uh, oh, they the, had their feet, though. <laughs> why? <laughs> so the idea behind it with the forensics was, first off, he had to boil the skin off yeah, of their I know. faces. It's so gross. It's so And nasty. for no reason. Like, it's just a little, but. And just left their skulls, right? Because he wanted to match the, the impact. Hatchet wounds. Yeah, hatchet wounds to the, like, skulls, right? Okay. So he brings these into court, and he's wanted, he wants to be, like, super dramatic about it. So he's got it, like, covered up. You know, and he just reveals the skulls of Andrew and Abby Borden. Now, at the time, this is, I mean, even now, you'd be like, holy fuck, you just. That's a skull. Yeah, Yeah. Lizzie fainted. She fainted in court. Like, she, you know, now whether that was a show or not, but like, good God. He was really, I don't know, I can't remember what this guy's name was, but very judged for this thought process. Um, That's courtroom drama. (laughs) That is courtroom drama. And Lizzie was really like, um, 
you know, people empathize with her at that time because it's like, oh my God, you just saw like your parents' skulls. Yeah. If you were like, she's oh. innocent and these are the skulls, like oh. it'd be horrifying. And she, was she fainted too? Oh my God. So, um, Lizzie, of course, could per, like afford the best legal team that money could provide. So about only an hour of deliberation and the jury totally acquitted her. Um, they had no issues. And my favorite thing about this is the jury that acquitted her, those Englishmen and the one Irishman, they had a photo made of all of them, which they had framed. Thrown out. Uh-huh. And they, they gifted it to Lizzie. So they were totally impartial. Yeah. Um, they didn't love her or anything else. Nothing. Um, so after being held for only nine months, Lizzie's a free woman and she's just walking. So crazy. Um, so theories. Stars aligned. Yeah. Jeez. I know. It's absolutely crazy. It's so crazy that like, okay, yes, it's Lizzie, but like, don't tell me that not, that other people aren't in on this. Come on. Oh. Maggie, her sister, the doctor. John. Like, yeah. Yeah. John. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. everybody. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, I mean, everyone hated him anyways. Yeah. So fuck Basically. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> no. Um, theories run rampant as we talked about in the beginning concerning this case very hard to decipher what's the truth what's just a rumor there's anything from the lesbian love affair between lizzie and maggie to a half a crazed half brother looking for andrew's money so it gets wild um the love affair i believe that's just merely speculation just because it literally is just speculation because there's nothing to back that up and it also is kind of fueled by lizzie later in life would have a super close relationship with an actress named nance o'neill a lot of people believe maybe it was um a romantic relationship um it's hard to tell um and we'll talk a little bit about nance a little bit later um the hat and after i looked into nance as well I really believe she was using Lizzie for her money. She was... Because that's after the fact anyways. It is. And constantly she was destitute broke. And she would always be writing to Lizzie for her money, everything like that. And Lizzie and her ended up losing their friendship because of the money situation. Um, Lizzie let her use her for a long time. And I feel like if you are a compassionate soul, and I, I know this might not go over well in the comments, you can let me know. Lizzie Borden's an evil human. But we'll talk about later, after her acquittal, Lizzie Borden, very generous person. Um, so I, you know, I just feel like she was being taken advantage of in that point in time. Now, the half-brother theory, that would have been William Borden, um, rumored half-brother of Lizzie and Emma. Theory as to why he would have committed these murders was either he had How's he a half-brother, though? That's the thing. They think maybe Andrew had, like, an affair. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. There's enough people that don't like Andrew, I guess, at this point. So Yeah, so they think it was anything from he had written Andrew one of those extortion letters, you know, and Andrew hadn't complied. To, like, claim him as his son. Yeah. yeah, Because he he, would have been next in line. Exactly. And so then he killed them when he didn't get that. But that doesn't make any sense to me because it's like, well, wouldn't you have stuck around and try to get the fucking money? You're going to die soon anyways. You'd really, you'd be next in line. Yeah. Yeah. And then also. um, Oh, not if not claimed, though. Yeah. And then also they said, like, Emma and Lizzie um, paid him, supposedly. That's another rumor. But, like, I don't get that. It seems really far-fetched to me, especially since his existence is not proven ever. Right. So his very existence is still up for question. So that seems really far-fetched. And then there's John Morse. A lot of people, especially modern, this is very modern theory, 
that John Morris was the murderer. To the point, do you ever watch Glam Gore on YouTube? No. Oh, she's really awesome. Oh, cool. Go subscribe. She's I like her. She's awesome. But I she will. she did a whole you should you should watch her series. Like it's really fun. I did it all in prep for my Massachusetts trip. Oh, she fun. did a whole series going to like the Hawthorne Hotel, which is also where we stayed when we were there, which was great. And then um, she went to Lizzie's house and she did like a bunch of stuff. But when she was there for the stay at Lizzie's, she was up in the um, John Morse room where we stayed, mm-hmm. the Abbey Borden, um, where she was murdered. And she asked who did that to them. And it very, the spirit box very clearly says, Oh, the EFM thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, or, it was the literal, like, you know, the spirit boxes where it changes channels, the radio. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. It goes, it was John. And it's very clear. It was John. It was oh, John. That's fun. Yeah. So super spooky. Um, but that's like a huge thing, especially since John was a butcher. So the thought process of perhaps he chopped them up, you know, whether it was with an axe, butcher knife, what have you. Um, what personally, I don't. I believe he was in on it. I don't believe seems he really did it. hands on and really like vengeful for John to be like, like those, like those crime scene photos are just horrific they are bad and again it's like really 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 hands-on mm-hmm. i don't know that's a stretch for like lizzie hated her parents. abby yeah. especially yeah. Abby. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so emma would testify i do want to say emma would testify in court but then again emma may have been in on this as well emma would testify in court that lizzie and andrew actually had a an okay working relationship um he had a ring on his um fourth finger he always wore um that was like she had gifted him as a as a babe mm-hmm. so like he was like, it's weird. It's hard. Cause they have like, less motive. a lot of contention, but yeah. And then that's what makes me think I'm like, did they want to kill him or did he just come? I mean, he might, early? he might've been. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know. Um, but yes. And there is an hour and a half. I should stay about an hour actually of John's time the morning when he's talking about running errands and everything that it's just totally unaccounted for. However, that neighbor that sat, you know, on the porch yeah, all the time, she dog. never saw him come back. And oh. I feel like she would have, cause she seems like one of those like gossipy yeah. people, you know? So I, I think he had a hand in it. I don't think he did it. And I think the difference in the blows tells that story as well, because of Abby having way more blows than Andrew. I just think that's the crime of passion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think John was accomplice and I think Maggie was an accomplice as well, because according to Jack, our tour guide, when we were there years later, someone would find Maggie or Bridget Sullivan and she owned a horse farm in Montana. Really? How did she afford that? She's like, Oh, I just used to iron or no, she wasn't ironing. She's like, I just used to do housework and now I own a horse farm. I'm a maid. Yeah. Huh? It's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you have any theories? But Lizzie was really generous after the fact. Yeah. So well, even if she wasn't involved, even if she was just like paid hush money or something. She just helped her. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What do you, do you, do you have any theories? Like, oh, Lizzie all the way. Like, come on. Lizzie, it yeah. wasn't your time of the month. <laughs> You're just like, oh, my dress. Like, but still really. I, and also I think like sometimes when, like in this case, there's other people that benefited. They were like, oh, well. Darn, you know, like, so go for it, Lizzie. Like, yeah, yeah, I think Lizzie too. So talking about um, after the acquittal, after the acquittal, Lizzie and Emma moved into a house that they would dub Maplecroft. That's what they called it. You can go see it to this day. Now it is up for sale. Oh, Um, it was a bed and breakfast before. 
please buy it and make it a bed and breakfast. It would make a killing not to be punny. Oh, but fun. <laughs> You're so punny. <laughs> it would be, I don't know. I, I uh, If I had the money, it's like several million dollars. If I had the money, I would buy it and make it into the add-on because the rumor is um, you can't see Lizzie if you go to the Lizzie Borden murder house. She does not haunt that home. She haunts Maplecroft. To the point of when she owned Maplecroft, she had a strict set of rules for her maids and housekeepers and everyone to follow, um, including never mentioning the names Andrew or Abby. Oh. Isn't that spooky? Yeah. And they still abide by them. Oh, really? Isn't that crazy? What do they call them? I don't think they call them anything. They don't talk they just about like Andrew just or Abby, anything with that. It's just talking about Lizzie. And to that point, after the murders, Lizzie actually had her name changed to Lizbeth. Now, Lizzie wasn't short for Elizabeth. Her legal name was Lizzie that she was born with. Um, but because after the murders, she was gawked and stared at. And what's interesting to me, she didn't leave. No, she's just like, I'm just moving over here to Maple. Yeah, Maple Croft. It's just, it's literally like I've driven to it from the Borden house. It's like two minutes away, not even. It is in the Hill community, the community we talked about that's a little bit more well off. It was English and Catholic yeah. and yeah. everything she would have loved. Um, but it is spooky that she just moved like a little bit down the road. And um, a lot of the Fall River people that I spoke with, they were like, we think she did it for spite because she was like, she's, you guys. she's like, now I'm over on this side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't have to go. Hide. But, yeah. Everyone was talking about her and that that um, nursery rhyme that we talked about in the beginning yeah. that we sang. Yeah. The kids came up with that when Lizzie was alive. Oh my gosh! I didn't so this know like kind that. of celebrated almost, which is like kind of, but not, not like really. Well, like, like um, the ghost story of the yeah, town, there you, you know? Go. Yeah, yeah, like super spooky. So the kids would actually go up to Maplecroft and harass her and do all of that. So she changed her name because it does the Lizzie Borden took an axe. Yeah. Gave. yeah. So she changed it to Lizzie. Like good luck rhyming that one. <laughs> yeah, but what's really interesting? There was one day. So a lot of there's a lot of Lizzie Borden stories at um fall, in Fall River, right? One of our tour guides, we did a ghost tour later, and one of his favorite stories of Lizzie was she was out on her deck in Maplecroft one day, just chilling, vibing, you know? And these kids came up and started doing the Lizzie Borden took an axe, you know? So she goes up to them, and she goes, would you like to come in for cookies and tea? And they were so scared. They were like, sure, you know, because they were so scared. <laughs> and like, polite and scared. They're like, oh, no. And they started doing that regularly. They love her. For tea. Yeah, going tea in for cookies. tea. So oh I thought that gosh. was like kind of sweet, but also kind of scary. And I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, I meant immortalized, by the way, guys. I thought of the word finally. Immortalized. immortalized. Like that, because that like rhyme yeah. just like locks it in. Like you're like, oh, Lizzie Borden. Yep, I know the rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so too funny. Anyways. Like I said, Lizzie was very generous. She became an activist after this whole thing. Um, and she was very active in her community and church, and she loved animals. Yeah, well, she loved them. She gave actually $600,000. That's a lot now, even. To, uh, let me get the correct term, Animal Rescue League in Fall River, and they still cite her as, like, one of the founding member, member, wow. members. Wow, because that's members. a lot of, that's, like, a good, that's good seed money. Oh, that's my a lot. God. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just you know, living life. it's a different like portrait of her. Yeah, than she looks so spooky here. This, yeah. Well, I mean, because we think of that picture when we think of Lizzie Borden and the murders, yeah. but like, you look at yeah, that. You wouldn't like, like if you didn't know that was Lizzie. Just like that's nice. Yeah. Um. So, and she also made sure her family was well taken care of. She would give them allowances per month, and they were generous allowances. They weren't like Andrew. Did and they a, have electricity? 
They did. Did they have running water? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and also, um, like a lot of people would say in Fall River, even to this day, Andrew would have never done with his money what Lizzie did for the community. It's almost like she built Fall River. Like if you go, yeah. her name's everywhere. Um, so it's interesting. She was a part of the woman's temperance movement, temperance movement. So she would have been really pissed that we're sitting here drinking our wine. And talking about her. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Sorry. But then we were talking about it. I watched our live stream from when we did, like, we looked for ghosts in the Borden house and everything. And um, we were like, but did she go to the temperance parties? Like, did they sneak alcohol in? You know how they I used know. to, during Prohibition, they like, would, like, don't, sneak stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> we would never, but also we would. <laughs> so there's a question. Um, she was also a suffragette, as I, I think I mentioned that before. And she would see women vote in her lifetime, and reportedly oh. she voted in her yeah, lifetime. Yeah, well, that's, like, a big time, like, from 1892. Well, and how old was she then? She was, like, 30 She was 32, 32, and she lived to be 66. So that's, like, a huge, mm-hmm. like block of time where things changed from like oil lamps yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um she also started partying some would say to the excess while she owned maplecroft especially for a well-bred victorian woman well i mean she's like probably was supposed to wear a petticoat and stuff like i mean Mm -hmm. and she was big into the theater and started hanging out with those less than actors and actresses at the time i didn't know but they were seen as like less than people you know nowadays we put them on a pedestal yeah they're celebrities now but yeah. no they were like yeah kind yeah of cast offs. Yeah. They, yeah so she hung out with a lot of them that's how she met nance o'neill she actually like waited behind the curtain for her to get done and she really wanted to meet her another reason a lot of people think there was a romantic intention there because she was like almost obsessed with her because she never married and stuff yeah yeah and Around this time is when her and Emma had a falling out. So Emma had been living with her at Maplecroft, right? Her sister. Um, The falling out reason, it's really unknown. If you go to Wikipedia page, it says that there was a party with Nance O'Neill and that was when Emma like cut. But I don't know if that's 100% true because I've heard tons of rumors from the partying to just Nance in general. Like she didn't like her relationship with it. And to to that extent that there was a rumor that it had to do, like she moved out because of Lizzie's sexuality because of her obsession with Nance. And Emma being uncomfortable because at the time that would have been seen as totally taboo. Yeah. Super taboo. Yeah. Um, And there was also a rumor that she had suddenly found out that Lizzie had committed the murders that she didn't know that whole time. And then that was why she left. So lots of plenty of reasons why siblings fall out. She's nine years older anyways. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. But they that falling out, unfortunately, lasted until they both died. And here's the strange thing about the Borden sisters. So Lizzie had an operation on her gallbladder, and it ended up being almost botched. She got pneumonia shortly after, and she died at age of 66. Just nine days later, Emma Borden would die. Really? Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And what's weird to me, we did go visit Lizbeth's grave as long as, uh, like, she's right by Emma, but she's also by um, Abby and Andrew. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of she's surprising. Buried in the same plot. Because you pick say, your plot while you're alive. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she probably did. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's there as well, and so was Alice. But um, that was interesting to me that they were all collectively there. Hmm. Because I, I personally firmly there's a lot of tension Lizzie, in the house while yeah. they're alive. I don't know that they want to rest in peace next to each other. Ah, uh, it's crazy. Sheesh. But I guess like families, family plots and stuff. That makes yeah. Sense, maybe. Um, I talked about this, and oh, and it's weird that. 
Emma died like nine days later too, considering yeah. the girls were nine years apart as well. Right. So it's kind of like a spooky, spooky little number. Did she die of natural causes? Was she just like of she old age had or chronic nephritis? Nephr- nephritis. Oh, something to do with kidneys. So natural cause E. Whatever happened with the doctor? I have no idea. Really? Like, so I mean, if he was having an affair, he was like, oh shoot, no. Well, I think personally, I wonder. So there was a lot of, as I said, there's like a ton of of Lizzie historians, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of um, messaging boards. You can look at a bunch of stuff. A lot of people speculate that he didn't know necessarily about the crimes, but then he arrived, realized what Lizzie had done and was trying to like back her up as best he could. Oh, okay. Also that he might have been supplying her with drugs, hence the morphine. And then later in life she used, I think, laudanum. And a few other things. So a lot of people believe that she was almost kind of using him, not only for the, like, it's company. Like, like a mutual, res- yeah, relationship. I don't know if it was mutual or if she was, like, manipulative. Well, he must have liked her to some extent if he's, like, giving her drugs and covering for her. Yeah. He's getting something out of and it. Walking like walking in a church with her. Right. That's, like, an official think, thing. That's a big deal, sir. Um, it has, um, it can lead to k- kidney failure, it says. So she mm. probably died of, yeah. Nine um, days, though. But yeah, interesting. I don't know if you saw, I feel like I'm always like conceited when I ask you this question. Did you see my TikTok at all about the Lizzie Borden case at all? Um, yes, but which one? What are we talking about? Okay, so the, the, these weren't, for anyone that's like listening, these were not the only murders in the Lizzie Borden household. Okay, um, no, so then I don't, you don't recall know this, this one. Okay. No. So um, no, I shouldn't say household, in the family. So Andrew Borden. I, I binge was, watch, okay? Just confessing, yeah. I binge watch. So then I'm like, hmm, what did I I don't have my notes up about this at all. I just kind of wanted to add this on as a little side piece. So I'm sorry if I, I get anything wrong. Um, but there was an uncle of Lizzie's, I believe. This happened before the Borden murders. Um, so I believe this is one of her great aunts, um, Eliza Borden. She married into the Borden family. And she actually lived in the house that was right beside of Andrew Borden's household. Now, this oh, was yeah. years before the murder. So I believe at that point... The Irish doctor lived in the house when the murder happened, but I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. Um, but you can still see the house, and the original door is still on the house. You just That's have to kind of, like, look through a window to, like, see it. But it's there. Um, but Eliza suffered from postpartum, and it was almost like an Andrea Yates situation, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so apparently her husband left for work one day, and she took two, I believe, of her three children down to the cistern downstairs and drowned them. Uh. Then she went upstairs and slit her throat with his razor, her his husband's house razor. next door? Yeah. Oh, my. And to this day, so I was about to talk about um, the spooky events that happened in the Borden house. To this day, it is believed that the attic in the Borden house is the most haunted attic, but not from Abby or Andrew. Um, they believe that the children that were drowned in the well actually play up there, and they will play with you. They leave a chest of toys, and I'll, I'll show a picture that we took of the toys upstairs, um, for you to play with them um, if you're there. But I do think it's interesting to note that there were other murders um, in the yeah. family. And in trial, Eliza would actually be brought up wondering if there's almost like a mental illness that was flowing in the Borden family that would create Lizzie to kill. However, that was then pointed out by the, pro- the like by her defense team. They were like, uh, no. Not by marriage. Uh, it marriage. was by marriage. <laughs> it wasn't by blood. So. They're like hysteria. Throw Everyone's that got out. the time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, throw that noise out. Um, but I did think it was interesting. And to that point, while we stayed there, I am a huge skeptic. I almost have, um, I think there's a word for it, but like an insane fear of dying. Because I don't personally think anything happens after this life. Um, so I 
I'm very skeptical of like the ghost situation. And I do understand a lot of people when I talked about this on my TikTok, cause I said there were unexplained things that happened to us while we were there. Um, so many people were like, Oh, well, if they're running a bed and breakfast in a murder house, then they're doing stuff, which I could see, but it wasn't kitschy like that at all. Like sure. they had some stuff there, but it, it wasn't Fair to be skeptical of that too. Sure. Yes, definitely. But we brought our own EMF reader, the electromagnetic frequency reader. Um, so we brought, that was ours. And then we downloaded an app, which probably wasn't great, but we did this last minute. We were just like, Oh, we want to talk to the ghosts. Um, and we are Get not, the app for that. At all. <laughs> but I do have like clips of my, my live um my tiktok live and we'll either put it up in full or like um show some clips um at some point but um yeah it was interesting uh we were on the entire second floor so we had the john morse room lizzie borden's emma's and then andrew and abby's rooms all to ourselves i'm really glad we did that because the one problem with that bed and breakfast they didn't give you keys to lock your room up oh gosh yeah, and we're in like Fall you're River, staying Massachusetts. In a, yeah, and you're staying in a murder house. And we're staying in but, a murder house. So you can lock yourself in the room, but then the problem becomes, like, we had to go get pizza for dinner, and uh-huh. one of us, like, we had to make sure so someone somebody was had always to in the room then. with yeah. our stuff, especially since um, there was this, like, Karen couple that stayed in the basement. Like, can we see your room? Can well, we see your room? crazy. I don't know if we're going to use any of this, but it was, like, totally crazy to me because um, – and I worked for Disney, so I've heard a lot of Karens sure. in my day. I've worked in the service industry for forever. Um, but she came upstairs, and I heard her screaming and berating the staff downstairs. Oh, because she was like, I've wanted to stay here for forever, and I ordered this basement room. And, and I'm like, I wanted to stay here for forever. I wanted to stay here for over a decade. So when I stayed here, I rented out the whole fucking floor. So get I don't know what you're... Yeah. <laughs> don't get a basement room if this was your dream trip. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone can afford different things, but I made sure I saved up. I knew this is what I wanted to do and I did it. So do that your was research. Weird. Yeah, but they kept walking through our area, I guess because it's where Abby was killed. But we made it clear to them and there's even signs on the doors that say after five o'clock, unless... The person in the room has invited you in. There are no tours. It's a it's a bed hotel, and breakfast. Bed and bre- yeah, like there's, people are staying here. Yeah. So the third thing. time they came in, I was like, "We are in our pajamas." I wasn't rude, but I was very firm. I was like, "We're in our pajamas. We're ready to go to bed. Please don't come up here no again." No more tours, lady. They then took a shit in our upstairs bathroom <laughs> when we went out to like grab pizza and shit. I don't know how we missed that, but we came upstairs and we're like, "It smells like a deuce was dropped oh, in this room." No. Then. We had to tell, like, the worker came upstairs, which was so nice of them. They do make sure you're okay for the night. So they, after doing the ghost tour and terrifying us, they were like, hey, ladies, are you guys, like... Can you sleep? Yeah, are you good this evening? And we were like, no, we're fine. We were like, but we just want to let you know there's, like, this couple that keeps going through and... Where were they staying? Where did they stay? They were in the basement. I think it was the same You could stay in the basement in the water closet? (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. No. So, yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, that was annoying, um, especially since we couldn't lock our doors. But um, while we were there, we were sitting in the room, in the John Morse room. We were sitting on Abby's, well, the, the guest bedroom, ben. like right by where Abby had been murdered. And we had the EMF reader, and it was going nuts. And what was really strange was we stayed at the Hawthorne Hotel just like the next week. And that's supposed to be one of the most haunted hotels in like America. And the EMF reader didn't go off at all. I think there was one or two times it started to, but it was just at zero the whole time. When we were at the Borden house, it was fucking going off. Spooky. 
So we were sitting on, and we hadn't gone to Hawthorne yet, so we didn't realize like how spooky that was. Yeah. But we were sitting on the bed, like all of us, there's like four of us. And um, Cassie, one of our friends had taken the EMF reader and like reached it up to the ceiling and it was like going crazy. And then it suddenly turned off. She drops it because she freaked out. And um, it was after we had asked the spirit box, we said, Abby, are you here? And the spirit box said back to us, I am here. Help. And help. It, it said help after I said, when she said, I am here, I said, oh, I, I get emotional about these things. So I said, oh my God, Abby, I'm so like, I feel so bad that you're still fucking here. And she said, help. So, and then Cassie dropped the, like the EMF reader and we were like, holy shit. And then we all freak out, you know, yeah, 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 like, TikTok like, where it's like, go see and they're all like, yeah. oh my God, what the fuck? So then we started our live stream. We talked a little bit about that. Nothing really happened. The EMF reader was going off the charge. But then we went downstairs. I didn't tell the girls or mention it in the house yet, but there was a YouTube video I had watched, and I'll try to link it down below, um, where a medium had gone into the Borden house. And she had said, she said she didn't know anything about the Borden murders. I don't know that anybody doesn't know anything. Okay. Yeah. But that's what she said. But in the living room, she said, I feel like Andrew, she said, is there an Andrew? She said she didn't know anything. And she's like, I feel like he keeps saying he's stuck. Interesting. Because when we went downstairs, I hadn't told the girls this at all. And we've just got the spirit boxes, like, you know, changing. And it's an app. So, I mean, with Abby, it's like maybe it was hearing us. It wants people to download it. Maybe it was hearing the, like, uh, is anyone there? And then answering back, yes, I'm here, help, or like whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, sure. So maybe, but the Andrew stuff doesn't make sense to me because we were in like the foyer living room area and we asked if Andrew was there and it said something to the respect of, and we can put the clip in too because I have it um, for my TikTok live. It said, um, I am stuck. He's stuck too. So we were like, he's stuck. Like, because the, and then I was like, that was what that medium said that he was stuck. And then he kept saying afterwards, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. So we were like, but then that makes sense because if you look at the autopsy of, um, well, to me in my brain, that makes sense because if you look at what happened with Abby and Andrew's heads, so after the skulls were brought into court, yes, and all of that horrible stuff happened to their literal faces and everything, they were brought back and buried with the bodies three feet apart. Yeah, they're like, they're like disjointed. They're literally. disjointed in the ground. So they're not fully together with their bodies, which makes me personally wonder if we believe in like hauntings and everything. Is that why they're physically stuck? They're still not re their heads are still not reunited with their actual bodies. So that was well, my spooky experiences in the Borden house. Um, what a cool trip. It was a really cool trip. I wish you could have come. I know. Aww. I wish. But yeah, we'll find another spooky place. Yeah, we should Next time. go and like <laughs> investigate. Um, but yeah, probably bored you with my like my Lizzie Borden stories. But I was like, I think that's really cool. That, I can't like, believe you made it through TSA with that axe. <laughs> I'm just twice saying. now. Just saying, you guys. <laughs> I had to buy it. I was like, that's really cool. I want to buy. There's like this portrait of Lizzie, and then I want to like hang this above her. <laughs> that's the. Plan. It's just in your living room. You're like, Welcome to just my home. Oh. Well, my whole home is like this. Yes. So this is actually from my home. Mm-hmm. So I know. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I love it. Yeah. So awesome. Well, thanks for, yeah. Yeah. Bringing us up to speed on Lizzie. Yeah. How did you like the wine? Um, I give it a solid five out of 10, maybe a six. We didn't finish it, you guys, but feel free to give us your own. And we, we finished every bottle. But, um, yeah. Feel free to give us your own recommendations. Give yeah, it a try. Please. It's fine. Yeah. It was fitting. 
Thanks for the time. Cheers. Cheers. Ahura Media Production. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.